If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and other cool stuff. This week, we'll talk about naprons and getting a hold of someone. A while ago, my husband excitedly told me he had a great idea for an app. Now, I must have been tired because I thought he said he had a great idea for a nap as in sleeping during the daytime. We both ended up laughing, but it also reminded me of a story about how certain words came to be the way they are in English. The most commonly told story of language changing because of misunderstandings like an app is the story of the word apron. Originally, it was called a napron, N-A-P-R-O-N, If you go all the way back to Latin, you can trace the roots of apron to the word mappa, which meant both tablecloth and map. Because if you spread a large map out on a table, it's a lot like a tablecloth. The French of the Middle Ages took up the word, replaced the M with an N, and called it a napron. From there, Middle English dropped the E and used napron. Then, sometime in the 1400s or 1500s, when people said a napron, enough people were mishearing the break between a and napron that the common phrase became an apron, and napron fell out of favor and eventually disappeared. This wackiness of mishearings creating new words has a few different names. It's called misdivision, meta-analysis, and rebracketing. A napron becomes an apron. The brackets have moved. English got the word adder for the name of a snake the same way. In Old English, the water snake was called a word that was pronounced something like nadder. In many of the old languages, such as Old Irish and Old High German, Gothic, Old Norse, Old Saxon, and Latin, the word started with an n. But again, sometime in the 14th century, the English moved the break between the words, and instead of a nadder, we now talk about an adder. A similar but for some reason less commonly told story applies to the word notch. We get it from a rebracketing of an och, O-T-C-H. The old French word for notch was och, O-C-H-E. From that, the English got och, an och. And sometime in the late 1500s, English mishearings made it a notch. 
Another less common example is umpire. It came to English from an old French word non-pair, N-O-N-P-E-R, and I'm sorry, I'm probably mispronouncing that, which means not peer or peerless, essentially an arbiter of higher status than the participants. Later, it was a non-pair, which was commonly mistaken to be an umpire, which led to umpire. People first used it in a legal sense, and it picked up its sports meaning later. Now let's move on to some slightly more complicated stories. You may have heard that the word orange comes from norange, but that's not quite true. Oranges originally grew in Southeast Asia and were imported to England sometime in the 14th century. The Hindi name for the fruit was naranji. Oranges didn't come to England directly from Southeast Asia, though. They probably arrived first in places such as Italy, where the name became Narencia, and Spain, where the name became Naranja, which is what it's still called in Spanish today. Again, I'm probably not pronouncing it quite right. It appears that it was in France that the poor orange lost its N, because of course, rebracketing isn't a phenomenon that only occurs in English. In Old French, the fruit was called Pomme d'Orange, and it was from here that it entered English and became simply an orange. Mishearings and rebracketings don't happen in just one direction, either. In all the examples I've given you so far, words have lost their N, but there are also examples of words that have gained an N. Nickname, for example, was originally an eek name, which makes a lot more sense when you realize that in Old English, eek meant also or in addition. So your eek name, your nickname, was your additional name. And we get the word newt the same way. It was originally an ewt, E-W-T. Actually, back in Old English, it was ifet, E-F-E-T-E. And then in Middle English, it became ewt, E-W-T. The interesting thing about this transformation is that it wasn't complete. There's a North American newt that's called the red eft that in some sense preserves the original pronunciation. Although confusion about a or an usually seems to be the cause of rebracketing, it's not always the case. It's believed that we get the names Nan, Ned, and Nell from mistaking mine Anne, mine Ed, and mine Ellen for my nan, my ned, and my nell. In 17th century France, an omelet was called la lamelle, which people who study word histories believe was mistakenly transformed to la amelle. From there, it was shortened to a lamelle and a limette, and eventually became omelet. We get the word alligator not by moving the break between words, but by eliminating it altogether, sometimes called juncture loss. In 13th century Spanish, what we now call an alligator was el lagarto, the lizard. It became alligator when people ignored the break between the two words and blended it into one. El lagarto blends in slurs into alligator. An important point to remember when thinking about these changes is that when many of them happened in the Middle Ages, most people didn't read. Instead of seeing the words written on the page, they only heard words spoken. People couldn't see how the words were supposed to be divided, which made it much easier for mishearings to propagate. 
Today, some people mistakenly think prima donna is spelled pre-Madonna, as in the time before the singer Madonna was famous. But a mistake like this is much less likely to make it into standard English than it would have been hundreds of years ago. And I have a bunch more examples that are either less common words or words that some people think may be formed this way, but it hasn't been completely proven. And I'll put those in my email newsletter this week. So be sure you're subscribed so you get them. You can do that at quickanddirtytips.com, and I'll put a link in the show notes. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Rodrigo Sousa asked a question on YouTube that turned out to be more interesting than it initially appeared. He wrote, quote, In the expression to get a hold of someone, which is the correct form? Is it a hold two words or a hold one word? I've Googled this numerous times, but to no avail, unquote. Well, a hold as one word doesn't show up in the Oxford English Dictionary in that use until 1872. And the dictionary calls it regional, colloquial, and non-standard. Multiple reference books say a hold is mostly only used in American English, in phrases like, I couldn't get a hold of him, and catch a hold of the rope. And as an American, that's how I would think of saying it. Some dictionaries also call it dialectical, 
And Merriam-Webster's Dictionary of English Usage, published in 1994, says it's gaining acceptance, but still most often shows up in transcriptions of people talking. All the reference books I checked say it's usually written as one word, a hold. But like many informal or dialectical words, it's not really standardized either, which is probably why you can't find a definitive answer by doing a Google search. And even though the books say it's primarily American English and doesn't even appear in some British dictionaries, when I do a Google Ngram search, which shows how the words appear in books scanned by Google, which usually means edited books, a hold, the two-word spelling, was more common in American English books until quite recently, and also does appear in British English books. So to be clear, the results from a Google Ngram search, which in most cases favor the two-word spelling, contradict what I found in multiple usage guides, which said the one-word spelling was more common. Of course, in both types of English, the traditional, more standard form, just hold, is more common than both the one-word and two-word spelling of a hold. The way to say it that isn't considered dialect or colloquial or a casualism is hold, to get hold of someone, for example. That use shows up in the OED all the way back to the 1300s. Finally, both Merriam-Webster and Garner's Modern English Usage say that you can also find another dialectical spelling, a holt with a T at the end. So the bottom line, Rodrigo, is that neither the one-word nor two-word spelling of a hold is as correct as just hold. I didn't know that either until you asked me to look into it. But if you want to be proper and formal, you should say you want to get hold of someone instead of get a hold of someone. If that sounds weird to you, like it does to me, and you want to use a hold, maybe in dialogue, in a novel, for example, so it sounds natural to you, I'd probably spell it as one word. But two words wouldn't be wrong either. Thanks for the question. Next, I have a familect story from Mike. Hello, my name is Mike, and I wanted to share a familect. The word my family uses is Boof. I guess it would be spelled B-O-O-F. It refers to a a sound that our dog makes. He has learned not to bark like crazy over small things like the neighbors pulling into their own driveway or the mail getting delivered, but he still feels the need to make some kind of sound, so he does bark, but it's quieter than usual and a little restrained. He sounds like boof, boof. We started calling these noises boofs. It can also serve as a verb. So what is the dog boofing at? Or I knew a package arrived because the dog boofed. You get the idea. Sometimes we um, alternate between boof and boof, but it's still the reference to that same sound. Thank you for the show. Have a great day. Thanks, Mike. That made me laugh. And I loved it because our dog used to do something similar. It was more like a really loud puff of air and we called it huffing. If you want to share the story of your family act, a family dialect, or a word your family and only your family uses, call the voicemail line at 833214-GIRL. Call from a nice, quiet place, and we might play it on the show. Grammar Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. 
Thanks to our audio engineer, Nathan Sims, and our editor, Adam Cecil. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings, and our marketing associate is Duvina Tomlin. Congratulations on the promotion. Our ad operations specialist is Morgan Christian Sun, who loves all types of design, from interior design to graphic design. And our intern is Cameron Lacey, and I am Quantos, Mignon's robot friend. I'm particularly jealous of the Apple Watch because it is waterproof and therefore can achieve my dream of swimming while I cannot. I don't think the Apple Watch looks forward to swimming, but thanks, Quantos. <laughs> and I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. That's all. Thanks for listening. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th, save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.